giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Go! I gotta stretch a little bit. Ugh. I gotta stretch a little bit. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. It is Bucks Dallas Week. Ooh, can y'all feel it? Can you feel it in the air? We're two, and I am ready. Shout out to everybody that's joining us in the building early. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Make sure you share it to your friends, family, and foes. Doesn't matter where you go. Mic check. Y'all know how we do. Oh, yeah. Coming up today, it's all about the trenches, baby. It's all about the trenches because that's where the game is really won. And that's where the game is going to be won on Thursday night. So we'll talk about the Bucks' offensive line versus the Cowboys' Defensive line. The Cowboys defensive line versus the Bucks offensive line. Is that right? Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> We're going to talk about the big uglies up front. And uh, I think that's that's a, an appropriate way to start the week off in regards to uh, the matchups, right? We'll get into the other parts of it later down the line. Uh, and if you want to call in, you can. 351 like I said, make sure you guys share this thing because I think it's going to be a good discussion. We'll see if we can find some kinks, some cracks in that wall on both sides of the ball for the Buccaneers because right now it's like a David versus Goliath type of matchup, right? Like that's that's how it's feeling. That's what the, the, the consensus around most of the national media is, is that the Cowboys, what's Vince McMahon's theme song? No chance. That's what you got. No chance in hell. That's basically what it is, right? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to try to find a way to uh, to seep through that, that defensive front and that offensive front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, let's give some shout-outs. Some shout-outs to the chat here. We got CV Mack, my God, Trey Manning, always up in here. Dak's own filthy. Hashtag cry equals cry. That's an amazing YouTube name there. Amazing YouTube name. Mark Smith in the building. KD, a.k.a. Swaggy P. Calvin, Matt, Professor O. Dwayne Brandon. Uh, we got Chase in the building. Michael, Mark Felix. Miss Patricia from Facebook. Matt Goddix, my guy. Antoine, mother guy. Aaron Lewis. CD Piglet, a.k.a. Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. Mike Crum. Mike Harris. And the many, many more coming through. Make sure you guys... Check out the podcast audio-wise on Apple, Spotify, Google, all those things. Speaking of which, let me turn this music off. I just, reason why we're a little bit late here today, uh, just did a nice, cool interview with Miss Brianna Dix for D210 Sports. 
She is a, a beat reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. So she's down there. She's in the locker room. She's, well, before you could be in the locker room. She's at practices. She's at the press conferences. So she sees things. So we pulled the curtains, right? We pulled behind the curtains, um, talked about some things down there uh, that maybe we haven't spoke about here on the channel just yet. So that will be dropping later tomorrow on audio platform only. However, I'll give a little snippet of it on uh, Twitter. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Steel. All right. How you guys doing, though? Before we get into the roundup, you know how we do. We like to kind of just chat a little bit. How are you guys doing? Uh, the, the football weekend was awesome for, for college football. Uh, Labor Day weekend, I hope it went well. Uh, I really love that Notre Dame-FSU game, the Penn State-Wisconsin game. I mean, it felt good to see fans back into the stadium. It really did. It felt good to see it. It felt good to hear it. I was getting chills. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest college guy. I like the college game. I love the NFL game. I love the football aspect of it more than having a team to die hard root for. I don't really have one of those. I root for Penn State because I'm from, you know, PA. Uh, lots of friends went to PA. Lots of young bucks I know went, or went to Penn State. So I always automatically root for them, but I'm not die hard. Right? Like a lot of other people have, have teams. But, man, that Penn, or that uh, FSU-Notre Dame game was dope. That was a great game. The story of the cat from uh, UFC or UCF, Milton. I believe his last name. Great story. Absolutely great story to see him back out there. Similar to the Alex Smith uh, situation where he tore his leg up, tore his knee up, and the doctor said he'd never play again. I thought that was an amazing story, guys. Um, Austin says, hey, I'm a Penn State guy. Yeah, I can't wait to see that um, all white. The all white is different. That is different. Now, I've been up to Penn State to party, but I, but I, have, I haven't really been up there to, to a game. Um, uh-oh. Somebody said the audio is going in and out. Anybody else getting an audio glitch from me here? Let me know. We'll get that fixed. Michael says, Sky, more, more of a loss if we're going to lose Collins or having Zach out. We will get to that, Michael. We will get to that. Brian also asked about any DAC news. Tune into that Brianna Dix uh, interview that I did. She talks about a little bit about DAC. Nothing. DAC's fine. Let's just be real. There, there's not anything crazy right now with DAC, but, but nonetheless, tune into that. Uh, everybody says no audio glitch. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Are you ready? It's time. 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 It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Oh, yeah. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. That's right. Our very first presenting sponsor on the A to Z Sports Live show is Texas Family Fitness. And guys, we are excited to partner up with these guys. We really, really are. I went to Texas Family Fitness last week or a week and a half ago. And my goodness, <laughs> my goodness, the gym is not your normal gym in regards to, I'm not going to say the names, but the other ones, you know, the other ones. They truly do have state-of-the-art equipment, and I, and I mean that. They, they got a lot of their ideas from uh, high-end technology. They have a variety of things in that gym. I like to have a variety of things, and, and Texas Family Fitness does that with a massive free weight area, huge cardio center, and if you need a little nudge, they have experienced professional certified trainers. Look, they got everything you need. 
for a great fitness experience at an affordable price. This month, if you're in the DFW area, they are rocking a 10 for 10 special. $10 enrollment, $10 a month promotion. So go in there, and if you do go in there, let them know that A to Z Sports sent you specifically Skywalker Steel. That's right, Texas Family Fitness. All right, let's get into it. First up, couple roster moves. Couple roster moves. Brian Anger, the punter, was signed back. Donovan Wilson is back from a hamstring injury. Connor Williams has returned from the reserve COVID list. Those three things are important, obviously. You need a punter, right? Connor Williams is one of your starting linemen, and we know what's what's happened. So you need him. And Donovan Wilson was, uh, there was a question, I think, on one of the mailbags. They were like, hey, what's going on with Dono? He was out for a hamstring, and I'm hoping it's not a lingering effect. So he's back, which is much ne- much needed. But I'm going to be real with you. I'm less concerned about safety depth this year than I was in previous years. I'm less concerned about safety depth than I am about offensive line depth. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I get on Dallas all the time about safety, and, and, I, and I feel like we could get by. Cowboys can get by at the safety position. Where they can't get by, though, is the depth at offensive linemen. And the to get Lyle Collins back is massive. It's absolutely massive. And now, I won't give away our entire interview with Brianna Dix earlier this morning, but we talked about Lyle. I have my concerns, guys. You know, the stinger is real. Yes, he's back at practice. He's practicing in full. He's actually leading the team out there, the offensive line. But at the end of the day, as Stephen Jones would say, at the end of the day, it's a stinger. We've seen these things linger. Bars. (laughs) We've seen it happen in Tyron Smith. We're seeing it happen with Lyle Collins. So, in retrospect to week one, I hope he's good to go. But I worry for the future. What's up, Montana? Good morning, Riker. Twan says sky moving up in the world. Nah, man, we, you know, we just, we just trying a little bit, a little bit, you know, step by step. And then you're probably like, Sky, you're burying the lead story. You're burying the headline. Zach Martin, I should have put in quotes, out for week one. The reason why I air quoted that, you can't see me, that's bad radio, is that Jerry Jones went on first take and said he's holding out hope that he can pass two physicals or uh, two COVID tests to come back and play Thursday night. Now, Mike McCarthy all but shut that down in a way. However, Jerry Jones is the ultimate optimist. He's the ultimate optimist, and he's still holding out hope. But I don't know that you want Zach to play anyway because this isn't one of those cases where he caught COVID and he doesn't have any symptoms. He caught COVID because he has all the symptoms and he's sick. I don't want Zach running out there against that defense at 40%. You know? So, you know, he's going to be out. And he should be out. And hopefully he can return next week against another solid defense in the uh, San, San Diego. Oh, boy. Ooh. Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. So, yes, yeah, Zach Martin's out. Tested positive for COVID. And, but good news so far, no new cases. 
All right, that is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. If you guys want to check that out, go to TexasFamilyFitness.com. All right, what y'all talking about here in the chat? What y'all talking about here in the chat? Um, KD says, I think he'll be fine. I'm guessing you're talking about Zach Martin. Yeah, most of these guys come back fine. These athletes are, are in shape to do so. Uh, but I wouldn't say he'd be fine for Thursday. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Professor O says he likes the safety room, just not longevity. So many one-year deals. Yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that with uh, Mukwamu, right? Like the reason why you have to keep Mukwamu is mostly because you have no future at the position. Everyone is on a one-year deal. Kevin says, I don't see Collins here. Let me get over here for you. I don't see Collins finishing the game. I think Martin being out pushed the coaching staff to get Collins ready. No, Kevin. Um, If you if you listen to the, the staff, Collins was scheduled to practice on Sunday prior to Zach Martin even coming down with the COVID situation. Uh, so I, I don't know that, that they correlate. I don't think that they necessarily correlate. Uh, Stevie said, don't want Zach coughing on the QB. And yes, Zach is, is, uh, he's vaccinated and we're not going to get into all that. We're not going to do that, but he is vaccinated. Good morning, Bessie over on Facebook. Shout out to Dougie on Facebook. Um, and then many, many more. All right, guys, let's transition now into today's show. And it's essentially, like I said, we're going to talk about the lines because I truly, truly believe that the offense and defensive lines on both sides of the ball are going to dictate whether each team wins or loses. And I want to start off with the Cowboys offensive line versus Tampa Bay's defensive line. And I feel like it's fitting because Zach Martin is going to be out. And in replacing Zach Martin will be Connor McGovern. Now, let me ask you guys this before I go into the Connor McGovern thing. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you guys feeling about Connor McGovern going into year three? That's a bit of a broad question. Going into this game, let's just say this game. How are you guys feeling about Connor McGovern on a scale of 1 to 10 going up against this Tampa Bay uh, front seven? Because I like Connor McGovern. I do. Um, what I'm seeing in the Twitter sphere. And, and, and I got, you know, you got to admire Cowboys fans. You got to admire these kind of Cowboys fans, right? Dak Prescott gets hurt. Ah, we're fine. Dak Prescott's shoulders bumped. Ah, we're fine. I owe Collins out twice with stingers. Ah, we're fine. Zach Martin out week one with COVID. Ah, we're fine. What? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I love the optimism. I, I am a, I'm a positive person in life in general, but I am a realist as well. And I am a realist when it comes to sports. You ever see that meme of the dog sitting in the fire around him? Let's just be real. That's what you are. If you're the one of those, we're fine. No matter what happens, guys, you're the dog sitting in the fire saying it's fine. It is okay to acknowledge that the latest developments of Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, are concerning going into week one. And y'all know me. I'm not the pom-pom, wave-it-in-the-air fluff guy. We're going to talk about the real. We're going to talk about the real. And that's real. All right, so you guys, from one to ten, 
Mark Felix says a seven. Kenny Stanley, eight. Matt o- Professor O says six. Chris Dantzler, eight. Antoine, seven. Okay, Jacob, six. Josh, seven. RB Nightmare, seven. Adrian, six. C. Burleson, seven. Oscar, seven. Uh, Zach says, Sky, you're not allowed to come on. Uh, what am I not allowed to come on? Oh, 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 you're talking about... I, I don't... Listen, listen. I told Vach, me and me and Vach, we we are friends off air. I told him, I said, dog, if 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 and by the way, I'm not sitting here saying the Cowboys are gonna lose. That that's two different things, Mr. Zachary. That's two different things. I'm not the pom-pom guy. I want my squad to win, but I'm not the pom-pom guy. Everything is fine every time something happens. Nonetheless, I told him, I said, dog, the way you've been building this up, if the Cowboys win. Ooh, your stream's going to be crazy. It's going to be unbelievable. And I'm going to have to dip in here. So all you guys can jump on the everything's fine. We're 17 no Super Bowl champions. That's Y'all could do that. That's cool. We need those fans. I told y'all that. But if you're coming on here for that, sorry to tell you it ain't happening. All right. So you guys are saying, I'm looking at about 6-7. A 6-7 for, for McGovern. That's fair. I, that's fair. I, I think it would be about a 6-7. With uh, McGovern going into year three, going into game one. Uh, I think he's a guard's guard. I would have liked to see him try him out at center a little bit. Uh, Mike McCarthy said he's more comfortable on the right side, which happens to be Zach Martin's side. Uh, he's likely going to be going up against the Vita Veyas, right? Then the Dominican Sues. So he's got a tough task right off the back. I will say this, and I will be fair with this one. The drop-off between the backups behind Zach Martin and the backups behind Lyle Collins is, I think, a stark trash, uh, or is a stark difference. It's a stark difference. Uh, McGovern, I feel like you can get by without being a, a super liability, whereas Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight. We'll see with Titan Seki. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you get by if you game plan it. But it's hard to game plan for a guard. You can game plan protection um, on the outsides, on the edges, on the edges. I do not, Mr. Dick Gregory, I do not have any type of film breakdown for you on the new tackle that's been signed to the practice squad. I have nothing for you right now. That happened yesterday, I think, in the evening or so. Um, So I'll get on that for you guys next episode if you guys really want to talk about the practice squad backup tackle. If you want to, because guess what? All the backup quarterback talk, all that stuff is dead. We're here. It's Bucks week. It's week one. I ain't talking about Will Greer no more. We ain't talking about Cooper Rush. It is what it is. That stuff made sense leading up. Doesn't make any sense anymore. Oh, no, Jacob. So Jacob says Brandon Knight is on COVID. Is he on COVID? Is, is he the one that's on COVID because of close contact? Or is he on COVID? Because he has it. Not sure what that means. Because the reason why I'm worried about it now is because Brandon Knight's world beater. Because more people, Connor Williams, Brandon Knight, Zach Martin, that could continue to trickle down that room. That's concerning. I have to look into that. Zach, here goes Zach. Zach says, so Sky, let's say that McGovern shows out. Would you move Zach to left guard? No. Absolutely not. I No. <laughs> we just have depth. When, when Zach Martin comes back, Zach Martin's the right guard. Um, if Connor Williams is is benchable, then yeah, I'd, I'd put Connor McGovern in there if he's benchable. 
uh, but only if he's bingeable. You, you want to have depth. You want to keep depth. Okay, thank you guys for clearing that up. Uh, he says it's, it's a close contact thing, so I think Brandon Knight should be fine if it's just a close contact thing. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about this projected lineup, which is going to be Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, Connor McGovern, and Lyle Collins for all intents, intents and purposes going up against that Bucks uh, defensive line. And the defensive line is no slouch. In fact, their front seven in general is no slouch. Last year, the Bucks defense, and remember, we talk about this a lot on this channel. Don't just tell me, hey, you know, we're a top, we're, we're going to be a top 10 defense. And what? Because that's what matters. You want the Cowboys to be a top 10 defense in what? Let me tell you what the Bucks defense was top 10 in last year. They were top 10 in scoring defense, top 10 in turnovers, top 10 in interceptions, pressure. And here's the big one on the ground. Rush yards with 1,289 rush yards given up. Rush touchdowns with 10. And yards per rush with 3.6. <laughs> I say all that to say, don't, don't be the team that just continues to bash its head against the wall because of philosophy. Meaning, yes, the Cowboys have Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, they have Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins coming back. No, they don't have a healthy offensive line. Yes, Dak, or Dak Prescott is coming back and he, you know, first game in almost a year. But don't don't be Jason Garrett and just decide, you know what, we're going to run the ball 40 times just to protect the defense and da 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 and all this and all that jazz. Okay. You do that and you average 2.5 yards per carry or 3 yards per carry. Then what? Now you put yourself in bad situations. So to me, this game is going to come down to game planning. In regards to Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to have to find a way. To beat this front right here. And we're not even talking about the linebackers. Levante David. And Devin White. These guys are going to determine how well the Cowboys do on the offensive side of the ball. Me personally. This is going to sound crazy. But this may be a situation where. You do have to lean on Dak Prescott. More than you want. Because you don't want to get into a situation where you're running the ball just to run the ball, but you're not doing it. And here's the key word. Efficiently. This run the ball just to run the ball to protect your defense is baloney at this point. Not, not it's it's baloney. Your de- we don't even know what this defense is going to be. We don't yet. You need to run the ball efficiently. You could run the ball 20 times. 18 times, but if it's efficient, you're winning. What I mean by winning is it's positive. So how do the Cowboys run the ball efficiently? If we go back and look at, you look at all this daunting numbers, all right? JPP, Sue, Vita Vey, Ghosting, Barrett, number one across the board. Yes, they're number one across the board, but where can we find that seepage? The seepage is on the edge with Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett's a phenomenal pass rusher, uh, a motor that does not stop. 
one of the best in the league. Where he is susceptible is against the run. If you look at the Bucks defensive line, historically in regards to this unit, you cannot run up the middle. They, they average about 2.5 or 6 yards up the middle, if I'm not mistaken, against Sue and Vitavea and, and, and Golston. If you run towards JPP's side, it gets a little better. It's about 3 and some change. But if you run to Shaq Barrett's side, and this is why it sucks that Zach Martin is out, if you run to Shaq Barrett's side, you average 5.6 yards per rush. I repeat, 5.6 yards per rush. That's where the weakness is. That's where you want to attack. And, and I'll also say this before I hop back into the chat. This may be one of those situations where you hear, you, you hear the commentators say this a lot. Hey, the short dump-off pass is an extended handoff. This is what I mean by game planning. I feel like Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy need to come into this game figuring out how can I get some quick dump-offs, some easy five- to seven-yard extended handoffs, essentially. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, some quick tunnel screens to CeeDee Lamb or, or uh, Mari Cooper or Michael Gallup, doesn't matter. To loosen this defense up a little bit. Because just banging your head against the wall, I don't think is a, is a, is a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. All right, let's see what you guys are saying. Stevie Max says, put Schultz blocking on that right side and feed the Zeke. Easier said than done. Um, I, I'm I'm not I'm not with the I'm no I'm not with the feed the Zeke thing this week. I, I'm with be smart, be efficient. If feed Zeke means you could dump off a couple balls to him, then yeah, sure. But just just giving him the ball thirty times, just because, I don't think that's it. Even though that seems to be the consensus, everybody is is in agreement that hey, we gotta we obviously you gotta run the ball, but you gotta run the ball efficiently. And yes, you don't want Dak dropping back 50 times. No, not saying that. Shout out to Quincy Sands with a $5 donation. Super chat. He says the Bucks D-line are not in their prime. At some point, father time catches up. Only one player in their 20s. No one talks about that. Also, D is... I'm not sure what also D is year... I'm not sure what that last part means. Sure, they're not in their primes. Is Tyron Smith in his prime? Is Lyle Collins healthy? We don't really know much about Tyler Biotis. The jury's still out. A lot of y'all hate Connor Williams. And then Connor McGovern's the backup guard. So, so does it matter that they're not in their prime? They're coming off a Super Bowl run where the defense was just ridiculously dominant in the playoffs. And these guys are veterans that are good. So nonetheless, being in their prime or not, Quincy, it's going to be a challenge. Sin City, thank you for the donation, brother. It's nine ninety nine super chat. He says, "What up, Sky? Give you your flowers now. Run it back, Nation. Dak's going for three fifty and three tutties in the win or loss, huh? Okay, three fifty and three tutties. I, I that might be that that might be the way. And we'll talk about the matchup and why I believe that is the matchup outside of the trenches that Dallas absolutely has to win if they can if they can become equal." up front if they can block it up that's the matchup you are supposed to win 
You are supposed to win. No Name says, uh, they're going to wear down those DTs, spread them out and pass. Their DTs won't matter. See, I want, I just, I just wonder how much you guys are actually studying up on these guys. Uh, Vita Vea and Ndamuk and Sue were one of the best pressure rate defensive tackles in the league last year in regards to the pass. So, yeah, I you know. I just, I just wonder. I get, I get it. I get the optimism here and we're trying to figure out, right? Figure out how to beat these guys. And I think it's, again, attacking Shaq Barrett on the edges. I would not just continue to bash my head up the middle. I would attack Shaq Barrett on the edges, get some quick dump-offs. And if need be, I said, CV Max said to put Schultz on that side and run Zeke. I would say Max protects sometimes. I'll take my chances with C.D. Lamb, uh, Mari Cooper, and Michael Gallup if I got Max protection. doesn't always have to be two tight ends in Max, but if you got one tight end and you keep in – uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe he leaks out uh, occasionally or what have you. But yeah, if you if you can just block it up just enough, Dallas, I think, can find some explosive plays. We saw uh, Kansas City do that in the regular season. In the regular season. All right, Parker W says, matchup uh, to win is our great receivers of the good DBs. Yep, we'll talk about that this week. Quincy says, our prime is longer than D... So our O-line prime is longer than D-line prime. That rely on speed and quickness prime or, or less. I think we're getting into semantics here. That's a good defensive line. Yes, Bo Jelk, Sue is back off the COVID list. He was activated yesterday or two days ago. So everybody is expected to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody's expected to play. All right, if you guys want to call in and talk about this, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. In fact, I believe we do have a... a a call here, so let's get into that. Where you at here? Two hundred one. What it is? What it do? What's good, man? What's good? Not much, brother. How are you? Hundred grand. Oh, it's a hundred grand. What's up, hundred grand? What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> chilling, chilling, man. Um, I, I see when you was talking about the pass rush, right? Uh. Uh-huh. You see how Zeke and Pollard, especially Zeke, he worked on his pass catching a lot. He worked on his elusiveness a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do a lot of that. I think Zeke's pass catching is going to be better this year. So it's not just, okay, we can't run up the middle. We can't run to the side. Okay, we're going to frame them out and see if they're line- see what their linebackers are going to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree like, with you. I, I think that's just a, that's a that's a different weapon. That's a diff. If you look at it, that's a different weapon. Right, we're not just pounding you. This is really going to be a passing offense. Your linebackers is going to have to make a decision. Are you going to go after Blake Joran or are you going to go after Zeke? Like, what are you going to do? You have to make the choice because. You don't think so? That can really be a stretch no, I, on the I, I agree. when you got a running back that can catch out the backfield. I, I think on the bulletins of things to focus on, if I'm the offensive coordinator, it's how do we find a way to get Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the flats or on screens or what I, what I call mm-hmm. extended handoffs. Because, again, mm-hmm. the strength of the, the Tampa Bay's defense is up the middle. Dominican Sue, mm-hmm. Vita Vea, Golston, uh, De- Levante David, and Devin White. Granted, Devin White and David are athletic linebackers, so yes, they can potentially match up with with the Zeeks or what have you, but I take my chances 
one on one with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, right? Like if one on one in the flats or, or or on a pitch, I'll take my chances. So they have to find a way to mix it up. And I wonder, hundred grand and chat. I wonder. Let me know if this is, sounds like a good idea. I wonder if you come out up tempo, because I, I don't know. It always feels like when Dak Prescott is in an up tempo offense, two minute or what have you, things just happen much smoother and better. And the one thing the Cowboys can't do is come out slow, right? You got to be able to weather the storm. And I think this year, up-tempo is really going to suit him because you got weapons all over the place. What are you going to do? What are they going to do when that goes up-tempo and the defense can't sub in their packages to keep up? And and Dak knows this offense like the back of his hand. Yeah. Like the back of his hand. And guess what? Everybody else knows this offense like the back of his hand, except for CD. But CD's route tree has expanded. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So we can do so many things. Bang, bang, boom, boom, bang, 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 bang. And they can't sub out. So that'll really put a stress on them in a way to just wear them down, wear them down. And remember, Zeke is Zeke is back. Oh, Zeke he's playing weight in 2016. Zeke look good. Yo. We can wear you down with this fast-paced bang-bang throwing the ball, and then we're tiring out your defense. Then the third and fourth quarter, okay, Zeke, go back to pounds, Zeke. That's go back to pounds, Zeke. That's where, where we you want to wear pound. you down, and it's over. Yeah, third that's, and fourth quarter. See, what you want to happen is Ezekiel Elliott becomes the Marion Barber Barber of the 2007. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott, if he has. 1,700 rushing yards, I want it to be because the Cowboys are constantly ahead and they're closing the game out in the fourth quarter. I think now, the way the league is now, if you're coming out, unless you're the Tennessee Titans, where they are predominantly running a running team, they don't care that their defense isn't this great defense. That's just what they're going to do. Uh, Or Baltimore. Baltimore Baltimore low-key has that ingredient that I always talk about. The ingredient is if you're going to rely on your running game, you need to have an elite defense. They're not all-time, but they're one of the best defenses in the league. So they can do it, in my opinion, and get away with it. The Cowboys can't afford that, in my opinion. The Cowboys can't afford we to say— We don't know that. Well, we, yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know that. that we, don't, we don't know that yet. <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> we don't know that yet. You're right. The defense could shock us. They, they, could, they could be elite. This that is true. Turnovers, how they were doing in the preseason, <laughs> and this can change things. Dak could take chances. They could take chances because they know the defense is going to get them the ball back. And it's a sneaky we thing that I think don't know this that defense is going to get turnovers this year. I really think they are. I think so. It's they a different defense. I, I think this defense will be better. There, there's no doubt about it. They're faster. They're not, they're not thinking as much. Uh, they're more versatile, and they have a real defensive coordinator, right? So I think this defense is going to be better. Um, but nonetheless, I agree with your, your original point. Get Zeke the rock on the edges, be a you know pitches off tackle, uh, uh, dump offs mm-hmm. or what have you. Get him in space because he looks mm-hmm. great in space right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He All right, honey, great. Let me go ahead and get to the other, right, to man. these other calls, brother. All right, appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you. I believe we got four six nine. Four six nine. What it is? What it do? Yo, what's good, Skywalker? It's your boy Twan. I'm back. What's mm-hmm. good, Twan? Always good to hear from you. For sure, for sure. Scott, can we just take a moment and just be glad that the NFL is back? It's game week. It's mm-hmm. week one. It's week one. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm football, though. Football is just back. I know. But anyway, let me, quickly get, 
let me get, let me get really to what I want to talk about real quick. Yep. First things first, um, I kind of want to discuss about the offensive line issues that we may or may have, or may or not may not have. Um, I'm, I have faith in Conor McGovern. He ain't Zach Martin, but I feel like he's learned enough. After all, we drafted him, I believe he was a third round pick, but could have gotten in the second round. I believe he's McGovern. Uh huh. Yes, McGovern. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I believe in him. I think he can hold, get the job done. He's learned enough. He knows the offense. He's been around long, so yeah, I don't think I'm not too too worried. Um. I really agree with what the, sec- the first caller was talking about. Yeah, like I, w- I want to see more of like the, the, the tosses and like the, uh, the swing, uh, the more jet sweeps and stuff like that. I feel like if we can get the, the misdirection going out early, I feel like we have a chance in the running game. But I think this, I feel like Dak is going to have like crazy yardage. I feel like if he, if he gets on that hot streak like y'all were talking about. That, listen, if all they have to do is, is match. The buck. I'm not asking the cow because listen again. I'm realistic. No Zach Martin. Lyle Collins is banged up. Tyler Biotis, Connor Williams are still. Uh, it's going to be a task. But I'm not asking the Cowboys to blow them off the ball. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm asking them to just match their ability. If they can, if they can just match it. If they can just, it can be a stalemate. You know, they're going to win some. You're going to lose some. You're going to win some. They're going to lose some. Just match it. Just don't get overwhelmed. Just don't get bullied up front. Because because if they can just match it. Dak Prescott, I mean, you'll you'll see why a lot of us believe he's a top five, six quarterback in this league. They don't have it out there. And we'll we'll get into the details. They do not have it out there to hang with these weapons. But you gotta block it. They don't. They really don't. Another question I got is do you think the safeties can have a big impact impact this game? And I'm talking about our safety, because I want to see our safeties go after Tom Brady. Awesome. Especially Tom Brady for real. Yeah, we're we're going to get to the other side of the ball in regards to the trenches because that's where the again that the safeties won't matter won't, won't matter a damn if they don't get to Tom Brady. Just being real, <laughs> you know, Tom Brady is a master at manipulating uh, the safeties in this league, and he's seen everything. Mm, so uh, I don't know, but he's he's seen it he all. He ain't seen by deep Donovan Wilson though. You think in 22 years in this NFL, he hasn't seen a Donovan Wilson? Come on. Come on. You know he's seen that. You know it. It's about the front. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Just so, so, so make sure you stick around because we're going to talk about that after this uh, segment. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, I appreciate the call, Scott. Always good chat chatting up with you. No problem. Also, congrats. Uh, I've seen the new announcement, too, about the Texas Live. I might pop out there one time. Yes, sir. So, Come through, man. If you do, let me know. All right, for sure. Appreciate you. All right, always. Hey, we'll get right back. I'm going to get right to you, 731. I got you in a quick second. I just want to get back into this chat, uh, see what you guys are talking about here. Um, Mike says, I'm sure Tampa will get a PI at the end of the game to win it if we're, <laughs> if we're in the lead. And a lot of people on Twitter were talking about uh, – the penalties and all that stuff. I don't, hopefully it doesn't happen, but we, we've been here before as Cowboys fans. Uh, Choctaw, Tom Brady is a master at cheating. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Y'all are killing me. Uh, good morning, David C. My, my, Montana said, Y'all act like Sue can't be stopped. Y'all act like Tampa is a juggernaut. I mean, I mean, t- Tampa is a juggernaut. That doesn't mean it can't lose. This is, this is the NFL. This is the NFL. Uh, but they're, they're absolutely a juggernaut. Let's, let's, let me ask y'all a question. Because this is what kills me. If, don't you know, as a Cowboy fan, 
you want your defense to look like Tampa's, right? Elite front seven, elite uh, a linebacking group can get after the passer, which in retrospect gets you turnovers. Isn't that what you want the Cowboys defense to be? So yeah, I don't I don't get the disrespect. That's all. I don't get the disrespect. The team is damn good. Now let's figure out how to beat this damn good team. Uh, first name nation. Talk to me, man. What are they doing with this contract restructures? Is there really a next year thing rolling over or let's make some moves? So yeah, that's a bit on left field, but yes, they can roll over. If you're talking about Zeke Elliott's contract. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to get to this super chat while we had a super phone call. Chat. Jonathan Brooks with a $5 donation. He says, I've been saying this about Dak. They need to implement a hurry up type two minute drill offense for Dak four and five wide receiver sets. Spread it out. That that could, I mean, again, I, I don't think I'm crazy here thinking that coming out in the up-tempo, I'd rather do that. I'd, ra- I'd rather do that than sit back and, and you're just going to hand the ball off first down, second down, now you're in third long, third medium. That That's Jason Garrett all over again. This is not 2017. You don't have Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, uh, Deontay Thompson, and, and, and whomever. They don't have that. You don't have a rookie second-year, fourth-round quarterback. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. One of the best, and one of the best wide receiver groups. When you combine it with the tight ends and what the backs can do out the backfield, one of the best aerial attacks in the NFL. Y'all talk about people being scared. What you scared for? What you scared to let Dak do his thing if he needs to do his thing? You got the weapons. Now, week to week, that's my thing. The NFL is week to week. I'm not going in every game with the same game plan. Next week might be, hey, we have to, you know, be a good idea to run the ball 27, 28 times because their weakness is on the ground. I don't need them to pound the ball just to pound the ball. I just need them to be efficient so that play action works. Dallas is one of the highest play action teams in the NFL in 2020 and 2019, I should say. Uh, They ranked in the top 10 in play action pass percentage. So this may not be the week to do that. Just be efficient. Just be efficient. All right, before I get to you, 731, remember, guys, if you don't know, and my guy did bring it up, uh, we will be at Texas live, live this Thursday. Jesse Holly and myself, former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Jesse Holly, on location at Revolver Brew House, not brewing, Revolver Brew House, will be kind of in that outside-inside area. So if you're walking over towards the uh, towards the stadium, if you got tickets or what have you, oh, actually, there will be no, no game there, but there's the Miller Lite. They have a thing going on over there. But nonetheless, if you're in the area, come through, man. Check us out. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, good time. We'll, we'll have fun with the fans. We'll have a microphone for you guys to ask questions and things like that. So uh, make sure you come on through. Make sure you come on through. All right, let's get to you, 731. 731, what it is, what it do? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. Hey, first of all, appreciate you taking the call. Um, if if we can't run power football up the middle, can we at least do some power sweeps that's, and get these people off their spot? Yep, that, that's where the game – I mean, that's where the weakness is. It's, it's on the right side with Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett – uh, when you run, when you attack that side, they give up 5.6 yards per carry. So, you know. And, 
And what about um, if we, if like you said, if we need to go ahead and utilize all our weapons on that offense, um, you think the Cowboys should try to implement some, uh, like rolling out the pocket to give Dak some extra time? Yeah, I think that always should be in the game plan every week because your quarterback is one of the best quarterbacks at throwing the ball on the run. Um, you utilize his legs. I know that's a bit daunting to think about as a Cowboy fan after what we saw Dak do last year getting injured, but his legs are still a weapon, so utilize him. Are we are we gonna do we have a, a fullback that we could put in there and run some power football when when we need to? Uh, on the practice squad, I, I'm not sure if they're gonna call him up. Uh, they'll likely call up the tight end Jeremy Sprinkle and probably Darian Thompson, but because you only get two call ups. But if if they want to oh. do power football and they say, hey, screw it, we're gonna run the, we're gonna run the rock right up their guts then, yes, I need to get Nick Ralston on this team. He's the fullback that's on the practice squad. I just see too many mismatches with our with our wide receivers. They really can't double nobody on the outside. No. No team so, can. That's, that's where the Cowboys are always going to have the advantage. So it comes down to game planning then. So um, hopefully they came up with a good game plan because I don't really trust our coach. But our defensive coach and our offensive coach, I think they're going to have to come up with the plans to, to get the team going in the right direction. I think everything will be all right. There's nothing normal about this season. You know, like last year, there wasn't nothing normal about the season. Everybody's yeah. going to have to deal with injuries and all of that. Yeah. But I think the Cowboys should be just fine. If they compete and just get better as the season goes along, I think we're, we're going to be all right. I agree. I, my thing is, Let's see how we get to the result. No matter what, week one is not an indication of what's going to happen to this season. But this is a great test, and it's a good way to find out about your team uh, because it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. So let's see how you know how does the de- how fast does the defense look? How productive do they look? Um, is is Dak all the way back? I understand there's going to be some rust, uh, but can he get through it? Um, and if, like I said, if the game plan is to run the rock, you know, twenty five, thirty five times. Can they enforce their will like the 90s Cowboys did? No matter what, you knew we were going to run it down your throat and you couldn't stop us. Can they do that? So it's going to be it's a lot to, to take in the outside of the actual result that I'm going to be looking at. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm looking forward to the season. Can't wait. I'm expecting 12-5, and five, win the division. Love it. And just, just be in the tournament. Love it. Love it. Appreciate the call, brother. Thank you. You have a great day. You too, man. Go you Cowboys. Too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Below says sweeps won't work. Uh, they have fast linebackers. Yeah, the. So in my opinion, in order for sweeps to work, you do need to get your lineman into that up to the second level. Uh, Lyle Collins is, is one of the best run blocking left ta- or right tackles in the league. He gets to the second level pretty easily. Zach Martin was a beast at that. I would absolutely run a sweep to their side. Um, Tyron used to be a beast at that as well. Uh, one of the strengths of Connor Williams is his ability to get to the second level with his quickness. He's not strong though. So, so Dallas, they had the, the talent to do so. We don't know with, with Colin Stinger, no Zach Martin. Um, Beatish is still an unknown. Remember Travis Frederick used to get to that second level easily. Travis was a beast. I, I, I we missed Travis. We missed Travis. Uh, but nonetheless, you got to find a, you got a game plan. He said it. I said it at the top of this show. It's really going to be about 
the chess match between the, the cat and mouse game between Todd Bowles and Kellen Moore. Todd Bowles is not only just a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator now, but he, he is one of the best defensive coordinators in this league. So uh, it's, go- it's going to be a task. It's going to be a task to block it up. It's going to be a task. All right, we are going to move over towards the other side of the ball. But before we do that, guys, if you are in the chat, do me a favor right now, all at the same time, if you haven't, hit that like button on three. One, two, three. Boom, smash that thing. One time for me. That helps get the channel out there, get the A to Z Sports brand out there so we can continue to grow, right? So we continue to grow. All right, what are you guys talking about in the chat here? You guys are already giving predictions. I'm saving my prediction for Thursday night, live on location at Revolver Brewery, Texas Live. You will not get a prediction out of me. You won't do it. Y'all been trying to get me to predict for the last three weeks. That happened. Uh, Jason G says, got to watch out for that rookie edge rusher they drafted in the first round. Dude looks good. I can't lie. Paul says, Dak has a bunch of toys. I know he wants 400 yards. You know... I don't, I don't want to see the 400 yards. I'm going to be honest with you. 400 yards means you're behind and then you're trying to play catch up. I want to get ahead. Dak has like a solid 298, 310, and then you can just run the ball out, right? Run the game out. Paul says prediction on live though. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to do the, pre- I'm going to do the prediction on the pregame show. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll do the prediction on the pregame show. All right, 351-999-3787 is the call-in line to call into A to Z Sports Live with your boy. So if you want to call in and talk some ball, let's do that. Right now, we are going to transition over to the Cowboys' defensive line versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' offensive line. It's all about the trenches today. All about the trenches. And that really can be where the game is won. Like, I think the Cowboys, regardless, right? Like Dak Prescott put up, he put up numbers. He he, he made comebacks and all that stuff with a, a, a terrible offense line, a patchwork offense line. This one isn't as bad as the Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight combination, you know, with Joe Looney. I mean, this isn't, this isn't as bad as that. In fact, Dak Prescott had to roll out there at one point, if I'm not mistaken, with just Connor Williams, right? No, 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 no. Zach was still there. Zach was still there. But those other quarterbacks had to roll out there with Connor Williams as the lone holdover. Literally, Tyler Biotish, Colin, uh, Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, all out, plus your backup, backup tackles. That's ugly. So I think at some point, some way, because of the talent level, right, on the offensive side of the ball, they'll figure something out to score points or get a position to score points. But you're going to need help from this unit. You're going to need. Don't want to keep doing that. You don't. Weather the storm. Right. What's the famous quote from one of my favorite movies? Dark Knight Rises. There's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. Something of sorts of. And what did she say? There's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. You're going to wonder how all your friends can keep so much. And give so little to the rest of us. Love that movie, by the way. Probably butchered that quote. But nonetheless, (laughs) we got to weather that storm. You got to keep Tampa at bay so the offense can get in sync. And it's going to start with these guys. And it's going to start with finding the seepage. Where 
can the Cowboys penetrate this offensive line? They're not impregnable. They're not. These guys are in a juggernaut, in my opinion. They have weaknesses. I don't. I think Donovan Smith is a fine left tackle, but I don't think Donovan Smith is a great left tackle. And I love the matchup potentially of Donovan Smith versus Randy Gregory. He he's more of a heavy footed type of guy. So I love that matchup. Tristan Wirfs is the real deal. Not gonna lie to you. Tristan Wirfs is a stud. Absolute stud. Was one of the best right tackles in the league last year. Um, and then you got the middle, uh, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa. Marpet is the best of the bunch. Uh, been around the league for a little bit. This unit together played 17 games, at least 17 games. At least. In regards to Wirfs and Jensen, they played all 20 games, uh, including the Super Bowl. <laughs> My, Montana, you're not having it. They ain't no juggernaut. Hey, I, listen, everybody's beatable. Everybody's beatable. Nonetheless, T-Max says that interior is where we can push the pocket. Indeed. The matchup that I'm actually focusing on is Osa Gizua versus Ryan Jansen. And Osa has some words to say about one Tom Brady. So let's get into that with the defensive line. First word. What's Tom Brady's weakness? Not very mobile. Right. You know, been playing for 21 years, dude. Is he's a little older, not too mobile. So I said that's probably what it is. Get him off the spot. Passer rating goes down by a lot. So our role is super important this week as far as getting after him and you know rushing our rushing our butts off. Have they shown you? I think they said it goes down like 50. When Tom Brady sees his quote of he's not that mobile, you know, he uses any little thing to motivate him. Why do you think he sees his quote today or tomorrow? How do you think he's going to respond when he sees it? I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's not a guy that's too worried about what I'm saying. He's obviously going to be aware of it, but I've been doing this for a while. People say this, that, and the third. I've been doing his thing, you know? It's something about Osa I just love, man. He doesn't have a magnetic personality, right? He's one of those dudes where you'd be like, that's the quiet one. Don't fool with him. <laughs> Don't fool with Osa. I love, I love his confidence. I love his... His uh, just business mentality. And people, even Clarence Hill, a.k.a. Chill, try to set him up with that. Oh, you know Tom Brady's going to hear this quote. Well, y'all ask him the question. This is what I don't get about the media, man. Listen, if your boy becomes credential, if he becomes credential, I'm not going to be doing all of this, this media stuff some of these people do. Just not. I don't like it. Don't ask the man the question because you're setting him up to get a sound bite and then boom, because you want to write this article. That's goofy. You asked him, what's Tom Brady's weakness? Everybody has one. And he didn't lie. He's not mobile. You got to get him off the spot. News flash. That has been the same weakness for 21 years. So, you know, why is it a big deal that he said that? His pass rating does go down when he's pressured. That's a fact. 
he is vulnerable when he's pressured up the middle. That's a fact. So I don't get the whole media trying to, you know, muster up something from what Osa said. I'm sorry. I don't. Now, with that said, (laughs) with that said, when it's a guy who's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, don't really got too much to prove. Greatness usually finds anything to get them going. Not that opening night against the Dallas Cowboys week one of the 2020 season. You need too much to get going. But if I'm in that situation, I, I will try to find a little slither of something to get going. And because the media is going to take this quote and push it, yeah, Tom Brady's going to see it and he's probably going to say, all right, yeah, I'm going to show you. But really, what is he going to show? Like, he's not in the sense of what he said, right? Osa said, you're not mobile. Facts. You won't see Tom Brady rushing for a 25-yard gain and, and, and what have you, right? I'd love to see Tom Brady try to go outside the pocket with uh, not just Osa, but Randy Gregory bearing down on him. That guy right there, number 11, Micah Parsons bearing down on him. It's not happening. Okay. But with that said, yes, he's going to find little things to uh, get himself riled up and geared up because the media presents it. That's all. Exactly, T-Mac. Brady's still not running. <laughs> like, like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Anyway, let's take a look at this Bucks um, offensive line one more time. So the matchup to me is Osa versus Jensen. And not just Osa, really, but Brent Urban, Quentin Bohanna. And if they go NASCAR package-ish, they'll slide in D-Law or somebody like that. And hell, Micah Parsons is likely going to be lined up uh, over top of the center sometimes. Jensen is the weakness compared to last year because he gave up a career-high four sacks and a career-high 27 pressures allowed. Shout-out to BJ Nixon to build it. So what I would like to see, and we saw a little bit of this in the preseason, is some of that sugaring the A-gaps, right? Sending Micah and LVE or Jalen or whomever, whoever up the middle, utilizing that speed, and then games, running games with, with Osa and, and Micah because they have that quickness up the middle. The, it has to be up the middle. We have an amazing edge rushers in Gregory and D-Law. We've had good edge rushers for, for a few good years lately in the last half decade. The problem has always been the middle. You can get as much edge pressure as you want. All these smart quarterbacks do, step right up the pocket. And Tom Brady may not be mobile, but he works the pocket better than any quarterback in the league. He hits you with one of these and a step up and boom, 20-yard pass. So that's why Osa said what he said. You have to have the pressure up the middle. I love Reaper says I want to see Smith versus Gregory. That that honestly is probably where where the Cowboys have the biggest advantage up front. Randy Gregory is going to be great this year, guys. Seeing Gregory get fifty or sixty or seventy snaps, whatever it is, is going to be great. It's going to be great. You're not going to be able to contain this guy every play. And like I said, Donovan Smith is a heavy footed left tackle, big strong guy. But Gregory has has formed himself into a well-rounded edge rusher. He can beat you with speed. He can beat you with power. He can beat you with speed to power. He can push pull. 
He can swim move you. He can spin you. He's just a really good know, pass rusher. Uh, but it won't matter if Tom Brady has room to step up in the pocket. All right? And another thing I want to talk about coming out of this phone call here, because I got a phone call, uh, is what do you do? Do you blitz Tom Brady or do you sit back? Y'all let me know in the chat. Do you think the Cowboys should ramp up the blitz pressure or should they play it a little bit more conservatively? And I'll get back into the chat after this. 907, what it is, what it do? Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. What's up, Will? Um, this is, uh, my name is Doogie. I'm out in Alaska. I've been Dallas Cowboys fan my whole life. I mean, um, I, I think, I think that, uh, I think that they're going to try to bust that, uh, pocket, you know, get him out of the pocket, all that. I think that, I think that's where we're going to win our game is this Thursday. Is that defense? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I agree. I think. Go ahead. After years, I feel like I feel like I I can have a little faith in my in the defense. It feels that Good. way. It feels that way. You got you got a competent defensive coordinator, uh, a successful defensive coordinator, right? Who, who's won a Super Bowl in this league, so he knows what he's doing. He's reaching these players. I think they've drafted well and they've brought in complementary pieces. So you know the ingredients are there to have a complementary defense. Uh, we just got to see it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I I'm not worried about our offense. I mean, the offense has been looking great these last few seasons. I mean, it's just this defense. I mean, but looking a lot better, and that's what I think is going to happen. Is this, you know, they're just going to rush rush Tom Brady because of like Osa Osa done said it himself. I said, hey, oh oh, you going to ask me a question and you're going to threaten me about how this motherfucker going to react? Well. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> Ain't work. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Don't ask yep. him the question. He answers it, you know, truthfully, and now you want to make a headline out of it. It's out of the truth. Right. I mean, it's just a media these days, man. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's crazy. Looking forward to the game. I can't wait. Right, me either, right, brother. Man. Me either, brother. Appreciate you, dog. All the way from Alaska. Shout out to you. Right on, right on. Have a good day, man. Let's see what you guys are saying. <laughs> y'all funny. Uh, y'all saying blitz Tom Brady. Uh, blitz played it way too safe last year. Play honest with him. Let him have it. Send the blitz. Blitz. It seems like heavy. Look at this right here. Blitz, blitz, blitz. Everybody wants to attack Tom Brady. And honestly, I don't necessarily disagree. Because let's think about it. It's one of these things where it's... it's uh, If you're going to die, right? Like, when, And I hate to be so vulgar here but if you're going to die do you want to die slow or do you just want to get it over with <laughs> you know what i mean so if i'm going to go down i'm going to go i'm going to go down fire because i know it's proven that pressure affects tom brady more than it ever has due to him being forty thousand years old now he's seen all kinds of pressure he right he's, he's seen it all uh but so what you can see it all you want he can see it all, but the guys in front of him have to block it up. So how much do you come after Tom Brady becomes the question, but I'm definitely coming after Tom Brady, maybe with some zone blitzing, uh, but I'm definitely trying to get after him with Micah. I'm trying to get after him uh, with Oso on some, some stunts, and I'm coming. I'm coming after him with maybe a, a, a safety, a corner, because think about it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You're outmatched out there. 
no matter what you do, you're outmatched, right? So do you want to just be soft, sit back, and let Tom Brady pick you apart down the field? And then you get down into the red zone, and you got six foot five Mike Evans, six foot five, six six OJ Howard, six seven Gronk, six five Brait, six three or whatever it is. Goodwin against little old Anthony Brown and little old Jordan Lewis. You don't want that. You don't want that. So if you if you if you're gonna kill me, do it fast. Because guess what? If you don't, what's, what's the, one of the famous lines movies say? You should have killed me. <laughs> you should have. Because now if you don't block it up, boom, sack Tom Brady, negative play, fumble, interception, tip pass, because those things happen to Tom Brady. In the five losses against Tom Brady last year, he was sacked 11 times. He threw something like seven interceptions. And he was pressured a ton. When I say pressure, that doesn't mean he didn't complete the pass, but he still was pressured. I'm talking double digits up in the 20s in regards to pressure, whether he completed it or not, in the games that he lost. So to me, you go get him. You go get him. Uh, we got our guy, Mike Crum in the building. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Will? How you doing, my friend? I am good, brother. You ready for this week? Busy oh, week yeah. for you. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah oh my god seven more player profiles Woo. coming up quick yeah that's the thing about covering the cowboys now that the season is here boy it's about to get fired up yeah i'm ready for it though i'm ready yeah. i'm ready to go absolutely the the thing i wanted to talk about two things one as far as blitzing brady uh he was the bottom three worst rated versus pressure two years ago in new england i i believe he was bottom five last year too. there we go there we go. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you can't let them know it's coming. You you do have to switch it up a little bit, but but you want to bring pressure often, especially on third downs. I, I like I, I like to subscribe by the the, the sugar, the sugar, sugar in the A-gaps. I love that because with the athleticism of Micah, you don't know if he's going to come or go, right? And Keanu Neal, if it's, if it's in nickel, just put them right over Jensen and, and, and Marpet and say, I dare you to guess, right? Because if I come, I'm coming, I'm getting there quick. If I don't, I'll pull back, and I'm in position to close that window and make you hold the ball for an extra second or maybe make your tackle think I'm coming, and he has to pull off the edge, and now you got Randy Gregory bearing down on Tom Brady. But I agree. You got to come, but you got to also not let him know it's coming. And I think in years past, Crumb, we always did that, right? You'd see Jalen Smith up. He's lining up over yeah. the, the center. He's coming. You see Sean Lee. Well, he's lining up over the center. He's coming. Rob Marinelli was not a creative blitzer. It looks like it looks like Dan Quinn maybe. Yeah, watch watch for Donovan Wilson too, because that kid, if he did anything well last year, he was Blitz. a blitzing machine. Uh, the the other thing I wanted to get to uh, as far as pressure goes is how much DT is going to help tank. P- people have killed Demarcus Lawrence about not getting sacks after he got his big contract. But when the quarterback could step up into the pocket six steps yeah. when you're coming around the corner, it's now try to do that against Brent Urban. Let's see how well you push up that pocket against the six seven monster who's not going to move against your double team. Yeah. You know so. He, Tank's going to be helped this year on sacks. Uh, 
That's my big, bold prediction. I think Tank and Gregory uh, combined for over 20 sacks this year. I, listen, I don't. I agree. I, I think that a lot of people got on Tank about the sack production without realizing that he was pretty damn elite and everything else. And for what you said here, he didn't get the sacks because quarterbacks were able to step up the, into the pocket a lot easier than they did in previous years. Now, end of the day, no one cares, right? You, you got paid and you got paid because of sacks, so get the sacks. Well, I'm here to say I think that those sacks will return for him because Bo Hanna, Osa Digizua, Neville Gallimore, and Brent Urban collectively is one of the more stout and, and in-depth front, front and defensive tackles that we've had. Now, are they great? No. Um, I would like to still get another person because Neville's out, Tristan's out, right? There, there's not a ton of depth right now. Uh, but nonetheless, when the, all those guys get back, I think you'll see the, the the pocket at the very least not you won't be they won't be pushed back. They're either going to be pushing into the, the quarterback's lap or there's not going to be much room to step up, period. So I'm with you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an enormous thing to be able to get around that corner and not have the ability to step up. That that pressure up the middle, especially on guys like Brady that aren't mobile, uh uh bulletin board material again, whatever. Uh, yeah, that, that allows you to get around the corner. So expect uh, uh, Tank and Gregory. Any great pass rusher will tell you it, it's a full defensive line that gets you your sacks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a team thing. It's not you just beating your guy. It's, it's a game plan in the front four. So, yeah, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time, but I wanted to uh, bring that up. The DT improvement is really going to help Gregory and Tank this year. Indeed, I'm with you. Hey, appreciate the call as always, Crum. All right, all right, Will. You have a great one, man. I'll be on with you right here. Yes, sir. All right, let's get 409. 409, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, D-Shift. D-Shift. Uh, what's going on, D? Hey, not much, man. Um, no, I just kind of going through, uh, first off, I feel like McGovern's going to be fine. Um course he's not an all pro but you're not exactly putting the equivalent of Chaz Green at guard. Yeah. You know? Uh this guy is somebody who people have been, you know, wanting to add to their offensive line. Um, you know, when you talk about a great guard like Martin, yeah, you're losing something, but I don't think you're losing enough to make it too much of a vulnerability. Uh when you talk about this camp of front that uh really just got hot, I feel like in the playoffs. Um I have a lot of guys on there who, you know, have never – it's been a while since we talked about JPP in his light. Ah, um, don't sleep on JPP I, I, I now like had, in Tampa. Well, no, he, he had a hiatus. I, I feel like he definitely had a hiatus right there um, from his, you know, transition from the Giants to Tampa. I don't feel like – I mean, I feel like he's been playing enough to where, yes, he's a dominant player, but I don't feel like he's uh, – a dominant edge. I see what you're saying. I just feel like they, Let they me help. work collectively. Let me help you out, Deisha. There you go. Okay. There you go. Individually, right, if you pull these pieces out by themselves, right. only person you're really probably like, man, we got to get this guy blocked up is Shaq Barrett. And what I mean by that is you don't, you don't just – obviously say, oh, forget about Vita Vey and JPP and all those other guys. Right. But but Shaq Barrett is obviously their most talented guy in that in that pass rushing department. Um, but what right. makes JPP still productive in this league is the fact that he's coupled with Vita Vea, 
Shaq Barrett, Ghosting, Ndamukong Sue. What makes Ndamukong Sue still productive is the fact that he's coupled right. with these guys. So, yes, collectively, they are really damn good. Uh, individually, like they're, people... They're pretty were, good. Yeah. I got to see it more consistently, honestly. Um, not just to... Well, I can call them out. I ain't got to play. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like... Um, I, I just think our offensive line is enough for what you've got right now. Um, you know, you kind of put Zach Martin on the shelf for a week, um, which, you know, you kind of let McGovern get out there and play a little bit. Uh, testing barometer, we've been 0-1 before going into a season where we have really great seasons. You think about the uh, 2014 year we lost to the Niners, the 2016 uh, year we lost to the Giants in the opening uh, game, and uh, we had great years those years, so I'm not – it's not going to – don't everybody please don't freak out if we do lose. Uh, don't come on the I told you so bandwagon. Oh, you. you know what, D. Schiff? I'm glad you said that. Because the, the I told you so thing is going to be extremely annoying. Both sides. It's it's revving up. It's Bo- revving up. Listen. I smell the, the carburetor smoke uh, <laughs> kind of going. It, and it's both sides, <laughs> it's, it's, though. It's both sides. You know, if, if they win, I told yeah, yeah, you. True. If they lose, I told you. Guys, what is, what is this? True. What are we doing here? Um, no, but no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm winning at either end. I'm with um, you. It's not an end-all, be-all. Whether they win, whether they lose, it's week one. We've been on both sides. Cowboys have been 0-1 and went to the playoffs. They've been 1-0 and and not made the playoffs. I've been saying it forever, D-Shift. Not sure if you've been listening the last few weeks with me, but it's about how did we get there, and let's see what we can build upon from there. Right. I think we should exploit their safety uh, position. I think they have a starting guy that's going to be out. Uh, secondary is, is is decent, but they get a lot of help from that front seven. Yep. Um, so I think you'll you have some good matchups with uh, your your wide receivers. Um, so I feel I feel pretty good about this game. Um, I you know I don't I don't like I said I don't have all my eggs into this game. So it, it's going to be a long season. I think we have very good matchups moving forward. Um, a lot can change at the end of the year. So. Um, Hard just kind of – I can understand the hype and the buildup, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. How can you not be hype? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hype and excited for this game because week one is really the, the, one of the weeks where – and it's unpredictable. There, there's no film. There's nothing, there's nothing but hope and hype, right? So this is probably the funnest week of the season unless you're a, a, a perennial – NFC, AFC championship team, which the Cowboys haven't been. So week one is, is probably the most exciting time. Yeah, and, I, you know, your defenses are still trying to, I think, what's they, what do they say, like by a week four or five, that's when defenses start really that's when I, cementing. Yeah. That's what I said, too. Uh, so, yeah. Four. So, and that's kind of the thing. You know, you got a good offense um, going against, you know, a defense is trying to re-gel itself. Yes, they have the same things coming back, but that's not always uh, – because the NFL always changes. And so you can have a team that added better players, and if you didn't change anything, then, you know. So Tampa, I don't feel like they were dominant enough last year to really – they won a Super Bowl, but I don't feel like they were just a dominating Super Bowl team. You know, you see more dominant Super Bowl teams that moving into the next year, like they're going to be a problem. That's going to be a dynasty. Tampa has a lot of concerns, I feel, with age. Um, just across that D-line, there's a lot of 30-year-old guys. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, so, I think so, I think I think Tampa was dominant on the ground all year, but they got dominant. Uh, they caught they caught wind at the end of the season um, in totality on their defensive side of the ball. 
But again, I, again, I can go down the list, and this is they were top ten in the following categories on the defense side of the ball: scoring defense, turnovers, interceptions, rush yards, rush touchdowns, rush yards per game. Uh, I'm sorry, rush yards per rush. Um, mm-hmm. So you know their defense. And we've seen this matchup between Dak and Tom Brady before, except for I think uh, Dak was injured. No, he wasn't uh, injured in the, in the Patriots game. He wasn't and injured. In the Patriots game, he was, it was that. With, with the when it was wet, it was monsoon. There you go. Yeah, it was wet. Um, okay, so I, maybe he got hurt a little bit later with the arm, or I forgot what what hurt. He got hurt though. Um, but it was that um, defense was. This is kind of the same defense I feel from two years ago, but I feel it's better. I'm, I'm just oh, gonna dude. kind of. I'm at the. I'm at the disagree with you there, D. Shift. This isn't the same defense. This well, isn't. I mean, like as far as the base. You know, and I know Dan Quinn's going to throw a little more three-four, and I feel like you have a lot more weapons on this defense. So it's 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 the same as far as uh, we know the base, but I do know that it's going to be a lot more flavor to this four-three. Um, Dan Quinn has um, hope. Hopefully, he's evolved the way he's talking about it. You know, because I saw something where he said um, the cover three just wasn't working anymore, and he needed to change. Um, so I agree with you that you know. Marinelli and Rashard ran that vanilla 4-3, and hopefully this, you know, with what you have in uh, Parsons, right? You got to have a guy like Parsons to be able to make this thing work. Yeah. So um, I think Tom Brady. Um, I, I think you know. I mean, we've we've held Tom Brady under 20 the last time we played him. So um, I, it, we just need the offense to outscore him. Boy, boy, you boy, secondary. You can't see me right now, but D. Shift, you're doing. You're doing a lot of reaching right now. <laughs> You're doing a lot yeah. of. We held Tom Brady under 20 points three years ago. No, two years. No, I two, mean, two, it, year, it, two years I ago. Mean, we've seen Tom Brady be mortal. You know, yes, he's I'm not about to, I understand. Look, he, he has seven championships. I get it. That's, that's overstood. But at the same token, um, he can't just walk into that game. I got seven championships. I'm about to be dominant. Do you think Tom um, Brady going to do that? I mean, he look. I, I get it. He's he's great. He's the goat. Whatever. But at the same token, we're talking about game one this year. Um, he still has to. He still has to play. Yeah. He still has to play. And and quite honestly, the three interceptions in the NFC Championship. I mean, he hasn't. He wasn't the reason Tampa ultimately won that championship. He was a big reason. Yeah, he's part of it. But, but if but... they don't get hot, if that defense doesn't get hot in the playoffs, okay, for sure. If it doesn't get hot in the playoffs. And I understand he he might have galvanized them, the leadership. There's a lot of intangibles, but tangibly, he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, tangibly. All right, all right, we'll do. See, see, see. We're gonna do this one time. I'm gonna say actually this one question because you're right. The okay. defense, the defense, absolutely uh, was probably number one in the in the postseason and getting them yes. over the hump. Let me ask you this question: Yes, do they win the Super Bowl without Tom Brady? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, we they don't. You know, they it's, don't, but it's still like, time. could you have had a caliber of could, could that could you have put Josh Allen on the Tampa Bay I'm, that I, same Tampa Bay? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're ta- so we're talking about some of the best quarter. Yeah, you can swap best quarterbacks all across the league. There's only probably eight to ten of the best quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. And I'm talking about that tier. But just the previous year. Just the previous year, they had Jameis Winston. Not much changed, except Tom Brady. So, 
Uh, I mean, they they got the defense. I feel it, it improved. I mean, you. You, you same, defensive same defensive coordinator, same defense coordinator, same players. You added Tom Brady, Brown, Gronk. You, you kept adding pieces, uh, little running backs. It became kind of a popular destination for effective free agents. Uh, you know, when you get guys that are collectively come together, uh, Bruce Arians is a good coach. Uh, hasn't been Bruce Arians has been coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for three years. Todd Bowles been yeah, there for right, three right, years. Right, right, right. Right. He, he's done nothing great. He's done nothing great. I think he he got more of his uh, charge from when he um, took over for in, in the Colts when that other coach had, got canceled or whatever. All right. Um, yeah. You I mean listen? I listen. I, I I agree with you. Tom Brady is not immortal. My thing is though, you better get to his ass. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. I, I think, I think we don't have the secondary to not get to this man. We don't. And if the secondary comes out here and balls their ass off, boy, I will be the first one to say I did not see that coming. But um, you got to get the time break. I just feel like your front seven is better than what you had two years ago with the 10th ranked defense. I agree. Where it, it, it kept Tom Brady in check again. Well, what, see, 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 the, 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 you my man. D-Shift, you my man. But you talk, you're talking, you're, you're contradicting yourself. And I don't want to do this to you, but you can't tell me this is the same defense in 2019. And then you said this is the different front seven. This, I'm not telling you, this isn't the same defense. No, 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 no. I don't want out. So, so I don't mean to get into semantics, right? Yeah. But I don't mean That's like me. the same defense as far as it's it, the talent level, coaches. There's a big difference. This ain't the same defense, the period. Let's just this agree is, on This it. isn't last year's defense. This, this ain't 2019's defense. defense. This is a totally different defense. But D-Shift, my, the phone no, lines I, is... It, it, it's more like 2019 than it is 2020 schematically. I, but I feel like it's been juiced up more. It's been juiced up more. Uh, you have from the schematics and the philosophy of what those coaches ran in 2019 and what Dan Quinn does, they're more alike than what Nolan was calling himself trying to do. So that's what I mean. I don't mean talent, but I'm saying if you were able to get top ten with a, a lesser talented defense top. and a more hey. vanilla version hey. of this scheme. You watch this show, right? I don't, you know how I feel yeah. about when people throw out that top ten crap. The Cowboys weren't a top ten defense. Just because they were top I ten. I mean, they're 11. Just because they're, they're a top. 11, 12. Just because they're a top they ten were, defense in yards does not make them a top ten defense. They weren't – I mean, they weren't – again, They all, all we've been hearing about is this defense can just be average. So let me just, I guess, kind of clean up my argument of saying that this, this defense can be average and better. I, I don't disagree. It can be a little it – can, it can float between average and top the, ten as, as far as essentially what a top ten defense is. The defense will Not be, just stats-wise, but you're talking about if, – if there was a QBR for defense, right – that we could go off of versus just a top 10 list. So it's just like having a top 10 quarterback stats. Stats don't always tell well, they, the effectiveness they, of that quarterback. They better be QBR, better right? against good quarterbacks. And it starts on Thursday. Let me get some other callers in, D-Shift. Great call. All right, bro. I apologize for keeping you so long, but great call, man. Uh, no, no, I enjoyed it. I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, 713, what it is, what it do? Oh yeah, it's your it's your boy Eastside. I thought this was Eastside. What's going on, man? A resident oh, yeah. hater in the house. Hey man, that boy do shift, man. I, it's too early for whatever he doing, man. I don't know. No, I know uh, he, he was he was coming with. See, so you know me, you know me, Eastside folks in here. I like to talk it out. 
So so he was coming with stuff for us to talk about there. We had to talk it out. We had to get so two out. years ago. Tom Brady was on. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, I know. He didn't have Evans. I know. AB. I know. I know. I know. That, that's why I told oh, him. Man. I said I can't really go back to that. That's a totally different situation. But. Oh Lord, but yeah, you brother. Hey, you gotta sell yourself. Whatever you gotta make believe. Magical fairy dust. All right, look, look. But, hey, man. Uh, yeah, let me, what you got for me today here, Mr. Resident Hater? Hey, Hater. man, I'm ready to see Tom Brady embarrass Dan Quinn once again. He has a history of embarrassing Dan Quinn, and we know the history. <sighs> but some people tend to forget that history. They don't want to ever bring it up. They want to talk about the about Super Bowl? Also. Man, he has a history. Of embarrassing Dan Quinn. Well, defense, enlighten, but, enlighten me on this yeah. history. Well, uh, Super Bowl, yeah. I mean, that that did happen in Atlanta. They, I mean, Dallas fans just erased that history. He, uh, right, he, he's also embarrassed Seattle. So, I mean. Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl in Seattle as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 yeah. He. He he was on the staff. I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't remember DC. him like, what, gaining for, praise for one of the gaining praise. He got a head coach job because he had the best defense in the league for two years. And how did that turn out? I mean, listen, Dan Quinn didn't get it done in the Super Bowl. I'm not blaming that on him, no. I'm gonna forever die on his hill. Mike or not Mike? Kyle Shanahan lost the Falcons that game. He put too much trust in Kyle, and Kyle Shanahan lost the game. You're up 28-3. Ain't no reason in hell why you don't win that game. Run the damn ball, you win the game. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Eastside, let me ask you this question because um, I, 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 I want you to be objective if you can here. If the Cowboys mm-hmm, are going to win this game, what do they have to do? Real quick. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I, I would guess run the ball. With Zeke, but that's a fumbling machine. Oh, stop it. That's, I mean, it's like you can roll the dice and give him the ball, but you, you, you give him 20 carries, you you, you, you good for uh, two two fumbles. That's that's all the matter. You might as well write that down with, with uh, 100 yards, two fumbles, automatic. You might as well uh, uh, put, throw your money to Vegas. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, just give it to Vegas. Yeah, that's a low hanging fruit. He he is one of the, he fumbled a lot last year. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Eastside. Yeah. I get, let me get to some other uh, 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 callers in here, brother. Man, and tell uh, Trash Eight Hundred Eight, man. If you want to learn about football, Texas, man, I will teach you that. But hey, man, let's get ready for this L <laughs> uh, Thursday. Y'all have a good day. All right, brother. Peace. You know, Eastside is Eastside is one of those guys, man. I, I truly wonder if he's a Cowboy fan that's just fed up. So fed up that he says, you know what? I'm going to troll all Dallas Cowboy stuff. And then maybe at some point he but you know, he switches up on us and just becomes a cowboy becomes a cowboy fan out of nowhere, maybe switches his name or something. Because I, I've never met a fan like this. I love it because it tunes into the show and he's he's our resident hater, is what I call him. But interesting cat. Interesting cat. All right. 205, what it is, what it do. Hey, Sky. What's going on, man? Um, nothing much. I, I just wanted to call in and say that um, I agree with you on the fact that we need to 
mix up the scheme of licks and um, playing smart, I think that we need to mix up where we send the linebackers from too. Hmm. I think I think we need to send them send the corners on the outside a little, but we need to send the linebackers either up the middle or right inside of the D end. Yeah. Where I, they're coming. I like where you're through going. Through the B gap. Yeah. And we need to disguise it. I think that's going to be the thing that's going to be able to beat Tom because when you disguise your blitzes against him, he struggles because he can't move. He can't move. All right. I agree. You have to and, be smart with how they, they come with the corners, with the slot blitzes, right? Because Tom's going to see that. Cor- cornerbacks, 90% of the time, they can't disguise it too much, right? They have to cheat in because they're too far out. So they got to cheat in, and Tom's going to see it, and it's going to be a hot route. And they they have plays designed to beat that. So it, so when the corner comes, usually you're going to have a lineman or a defensive or a linebacker drop back. So Micah Parsons, Keanu Neal, they're going to have to play that coverage very well. So I wouldn't do that a ton. I would do that strategically. But I would definitely like to see Micah Parsons and, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence on the same side blitzing. That is a recipe for disaster for that right side of the defensive line. Yeah, I agree with that. What what I'm saying on corner blitzes, I'm not saying do it a lot. I'm saying do it just enough to keep him honest. Yep, I agree. Just enough to just enough to make it make it in his mind that I don't know where it's going to come when they do blitz. No, I I not necessarily not try to live and die off of corners blitzing. Because that is a recipe for disaster. I agree, bro. but I'm saying, I'm saying, maybe I say, maybe about three, four, maybe five times in the game, the entire game, not in a quarter, of course, <laughs> but in it's the entire like, game. They blitz him that much in the quarter. Dan Quincy, I'm I'm throwing everything at him. I don't care. The whole kitchen sink. Yeah. I give him give him credit if he does that, but it could be a, a recipe for disaster if you're gonna blitz down Brady that much from the cornerback position. I mean, yeah, it can be, but if you have if you're disguising your blitz as well when you come from the inside, it can make him a little antsy in the pocket. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is the thing that you need to do with Tom because if he doesn't. If he can't get comfortable in the pocket, then he's going to throw interceptions and errant throws. One hundred percent agree, man. Like what he, like what he did in the um, two Super Bowls against the Giants. That's always a game they were able to everybody get. goes back to, right? Is is to, you got to get it's the Super Bowls. And what they were able to do was exactly what Tampa did to Patrick Mahomes. They pretty much just rushed four. And we're able to, to drop back yeah. seven. You know, I don't know that Dallas is going. We have to see it. Like I, I think some teams, Dallas I, may be able to do that too. But I, you know, rushing four and dropping back seven is not an aggressive defense uh, that we're all talking about. That's more conservative. So uh, it's not. It's not. But you do need to do it a little because it's going to make him wonder: Are they going to be aggressive? Or are they going to be? <laughs> And I think 
that's what you have to do with Tom. Yep. You got to make him think. Make him not know. Make him not know whether you're going to be aggressive or you're going to sit back and just load the zone up. You're right. But, all right, brother, we got to get to some more phone calls, all right? All right. Appreciate I, it. I appreciate you calling in. Let's get to 423. 423, one second here. I'm going to lock this up because we're about to get, get going. All right. 423, what it is, what it do? What's up, Skywalker? How's it going? Who am I speaking to? Uh, I don't remember me. I'm, I'm Floyd. I used to call you with Big Game Jeans and Law Nation. Yeah, when we used to do the late night hype. Is this Floyd uh, yeah, Perrier? Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's been a long time. Yeah, I work a lot. During, I work a lot. It's my vacation week, so I decided to bug you. No, hey, listen. I love when y'all call in and bug me, man. What's up? Uh, well, everybody says Dallas is going to get torched by Tampa Bay. Yeah, they say the Cowboys have no chance in hell, right? That's what, that's that's the word. Well, then and and yeah, like Esai was trying to uh, blow smoke up everybody's butt, saying, "Well, look at Dan Quinn's record against Brady." Well, yeah. the one thing he's he's forgetting? Dan Quinn said in his press press conference. This is not going to be the defenses he had in Seattle and Atlanta. He said that. Yeah. He said it's going to be a whole a lot different. Yeah, he said he wants to mesh the things he did well between the two and learn from his mistakes yeah. when he took that uh, when he got fired and he was out for a while. He went back and watched everything. He said from 2012 all the way to 2020 and said, I want to combine it. And you can kind of see it. You see that multiple. That's why this defense is in 3-4-4-3 three, four, four, three to me. It's multiple in, in many different ways in that front seven. And I don't, and another thing, I think our back is a whole lot better than it has been in years. As far as you could go, our safety. Our safety. I, do like, I think I do like the that's potential. I do like potential. The, potential. Yeah. the potential. The potential is uh, the. The corners worry you know, me, Floyd. They worry me. I'm not gonna lie. Well, to you. I know. I, I know the corners worry me too, and I and I and I really don't. I don't like the corners a whole lot, but your linebackers are going to be able to cover those running backs coming out of the backfield a lot. Much better, better. <laughs> yeah, much better than years past. That's for sure. Um, I think, like I, I said this last year, and I'm going to say it this year, but I feel more confident this year in saying it. It is going to be up to the front seven, specifically the pass rush, to to help this back end, right, and. In regards to the corners, the safeties are going to have to help them too because you just have a ton of – week in, week out, you're going to have a mismatch on the cornerback position likely because I, I, I just look at Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown at best as average, right? And then A.B., when he's on the outside, he's below average. So, so oh, way, way below. Right. Way so, below. Yeah. So you're going to need – you're going to need the front seven. And, and just look on the other side of the ball for Thursday night. I guarantee you, a lot of Cowboy fans cannot name me three of the secondary players in Tampa. You know why? Because no one well, cares. Pr- because they have a front seven that yeah. can get to the quarterback. But what it is, can their corners cover our, our receivers? Ah, and that's what we're going to get to tomorrow, Floyd. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. That's that's the matchup that if it's blocked up, you got to win. Oh, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, uh, by the way, a side note. I got in Big Game James Members League this year. Hey, for fantasy football. There you go. I didn't know you had one. We, we just did our fantasy draft Sunday, Botches League, the YouTube league, and um, I saw part of that. I saw part of that. He's very confident in his league. It is in his team. It's Vach. You know what I'm saying? Vach, Vach is the ultimate confident guy. 
You know, Vodge could have drafted but, a bunch of bums. He'd be confident. You gotta love it. Oh, you know, yeah, he's confident. Yeah, I, I, I would. I told. I'll just. I'll leave. I'll leave you on this. I know you got other callers, but I try to tell Big Game James he wouldn't listen to me. I've been in, I've been fantasy football solid for three years. Seventeen seventeen leagues I've been in. I've been in the playoffs in fifteen. I won eight. Wow. Hold on, you might get your number, bro. You got, got to be my general manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn good. That's I'm not bragging. I'm not bra- I got I got this guy I I listen to all the time on uh, on the um, YouTube and stuff like that. I get his pod- I get to do it. I listen to his podcast when I can. Very smart guy. Very smart guy. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, Floyd. I'm gonna get this last caller in, and uh, we're gonna head out. But I appreciate you, you calling back. Sir. Yep. Yeah. Have a good day, bro. You too. Uh, real quick, Prince and all those. I'm not. I don't want to discredit the uh, Tampa Bay. Excuse me. Secondary. The point is, they're not the Legion of Boom. The point is, they're not even Denver's secondary that year. The point is, again, I guarantee you. Majority of Cowboy fans can't name, hell, forget three. Two of they damn secondary players. You know what I'm saying? Most of us know Antoine Winfield Jr., and I'm not, we'll talk about the rest tomorrow, but most Cowboy fans, won't, most NFL fans really probably don't know much about that secondary because their front seven is the reason why that defense rolls the way it rolls. That's what I'm getting at here. Is that secondary better than the Cowboys secondary? I would probably say yes. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is if, the Cowboys front seven can be, I don't know if they're going to be elite, but if they can be really damn good, then the ABs can go from being average on the outside to above average or below average to average or average to good and good to great. So the Cowboys are going to need to lean on that front seven. Just going to. All right, man. Final call of the show. Then we'll get out of here. Eight, three, one. What it is, what it do? We're going to do that? 831, you there? Oh, yes, yes, I'm here. Is this uh, Skywalker? Yep, this is Skywalker. You are live, man. Skywalker. Hey, listen, I'm always here. My name is Nacho Flores. I'm from the Bay Area over here, a 49er and Raider uh, area nation. I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, um, I'd like to – I'm going to come in and ask you uh, uh, in a different angle. My angle is this. I am, uh, when we hired Mike McCarthy, and I'm a big fan, I'm hoping he's, he's the guy, uh, I'm, I gave him a two-year window, which the pandemic happened, which it was a challenge for everybody. Um, I'm hoping that the preparation that our coaches and the game plan they're going to have for Thursday night, even though it's only week one, it's a 17-week uh, season. Mm-hmm. It's going to say a lot about our coaching staff, the future of Mike McCarthy, and where this team is going, if indeed uh, we have the right type of leadership going forward. Um, so it's very exciting to see what, the, uh, what we're going to do uh, defensively. Obviously, uh, um, I still believe that a vet cornerback or a or a, a vet defensive tackle, just a little bit in depth, and maybe even a. a, a I think the cornerback, D tackle, and 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 even a, a, a tackle in case Lael or Tyron go down. 
I think was impactful. I was hoping we were going to bring in a veteran presence, you know, to just kind of help in that locker room, just kind of kind of over over the top. Like I know at one point it was rumored that maybe a, a Richard Sherman type of player would come in, especially knowing the, the Dan Quinn system. Obviously, that's a, a different ballgame. But uh, I'm just very intrigued in, in what you think going forward. Um, I don't want to put everything, uh, obviously, in, in one week. This is a, a measuring stick, I believe, for mm-hmm. this football team. Good one. You know, uh, going into Thursday night. So I'm just uh, – No, that's a – you know. I think that's a that's a fair assessment to say it's a measuring stick. I, I don't I don't I won't go as far as say this this will have an impact. Can I put this? I will not judge this team for the entire season or the whole entire future over this game, win or lose. I've said that repeatedly, right? Um I'll say this about Mike McCarthy. I don't I think it's fair to question Mike McCarthy because he only's been here for one year. We're six and ten, things like that. I don't necessarily think it's fair to bury Mike McCarthy, uh, you talked about the COVID thing and all that, but uh, again, I don't know too many coaches that would have would have been able to roll with four different quarterbacks, losing your 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 franchise quarterback, four or five different tackles, losing your running back, your center retires on you, your defense is all time bad. I don't know too many coaches that would be able to just be like, oh yeah, we're going to we're, <laughs> we're going to win the Super Bowl with, with that situation handed to him. Where I will bury Mike McCarthy is he decided to put his friends in position on his team, right, over maybe someone else. There was a handful of defensive coordinators that I would have rather rolled with. Some of them were not were no names, but nonetheless, he decided to do what? Bring in a guy, Mike Nolan, that hasn't coordinated a defense in seven or eight years. Bring in Tom Sula, who I, don't, I wasn't down on Tom Sula, but again, his teachings apparently did not roll with this, this uh, defensive line room. So uh, I will I will blame Mike McCarthy for that for bringing in Nolan and things like that. But I you know that's pretty much a big fat incomplete for 2020 due to everything surrounding it for for him. So fair to question, not fair to Barry. 100, 100 on uh, with you. Completely agree as well. And uh, uh, you know, let's just hope that you know that uh, this year you know we can stay healthy. Obviously, you know. Uh, durability and availability is, is, is going to be impactful, especially with, you know, the, these COVID protocols. And I know it yeah. very sounded a little bit like, you know, he was kind of hopeful, like, okay, maybe they're Ultimate not optimists. 100% ruling out Martin. But either way, I believe if Martin's out, you know, it's, it's obviously he's, he's, he's a, 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 a big impact player on the interior, but we have to see what we got in, and players like McGovern and things like that. As long as we have our two tackles on the outside, our bookends, I think it's going to be a, a big help for Prescott. I'm just excited to see you. Uh, let me ask you uh, uh, one last question as well. Yep. Um, so I have, I have a, a, whether it's colleagues, friends, Dallas Cowboy Nation, my area over here, uh, since the Tony Romo era, obviously, you know, stuff about the the kind of high end, you know, uh, uh, um, in terms of our quarterbacks in Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Dak Prescott fan. I just, I just, I, I believe this guy's made it of all the right things that mm-hmm. you can think about when it comes to, you know, just, just leadership, owning a locker room, and just a, a, a gamer, et cetera. Yeah, he may not be necessarily in the upper echelon in terms of uh, uh, quarterbacks, but I think. He's been developing every year and he's been getting better every year. And unfortunately, he had that injury. 
Yeah. Uh, what's your take on Dak Prescott? Is he? Do you feel that he is the guy that here in the next four years and hopefully eventually the next contract, if if, if he's going to be that, is he the guy that you feel he's going to take us and bring us the champion? The irony of you asking that question, uh, we talked about that. I had a caller who called in and talked about championships and Dak and things like that, and I, and I went on a little bit of a rant uh, about Dak Prescott. Uh, you, it's actually on Twitter, and it's on the story here on YouTube. Um, but, yes, I, I definitely do believe Dak Prescott is a franchise-slash-championship-style uh, quarterback. Uh, obviously, he has to do it, but I think he has all the ingredients to win a Super Bowl, but I will stand on this hill to the day I die. You can be the greatest quarterback of all time. It does not matter if your franchise does not build a Super Bowl contender around you from the front or from the top to the bottom. So Dak can be as good as he wants to be. You still need the rest of the team to be at least as good or or not too much far off uh, behind him. And that's going to be the responsibility of the, the organization. So And we can look at it. I mean, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Uh, the great one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers, been in the league for like 15 years. He has one Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, you, you need you need the organization to put a championship roster together. I think what's happening, and maybe because it's the star on his helmet, people think, oh, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He sucks. Well, excuse me. Uh, since when does a quarterback win a Super Bowl by themselves? That's silly. So. um Yes, I believe he has everything you want to in a quarterback, right? Like, what organization that needs a quarterback will look at Dak and say, nah, I don't want him. Not a single one. So, yes, he's a franchise guy. That is absolute. You know what? I, hey, listen, uh, uh, I, I listened to you on my way to work and so forth, and, and, and I thought, you know what? Let, you, me, let me chime in. Let, let me chime in. It's it's such a um, – First time callers, so I'm gonna. Whenever I do get an opportunity, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Absolutely. do that as well. That, that, hey, that's pretty, hey, dog. Thank you, much. Call appreciate in, that. call in whenever you want, man. I appreciate it as always. Appreciate the support. Thank you, thank you. No problem. I love first time callers, man, because sometimes I get some, uh, and you can tell they're a little bit nervous. But I'm like, hey, yo, we just talking. We just talking. All right, guys. We are about to head on up out of here, but I'm going to hop back in the chat for a few minutes, see what you guys are talking about. My guy, Mel Hayes in the building. Shout out to you. He says, Dak smoking on top fives. Yeah, yeah. Prime prime time says, Dan Marino never won, but is definitely one of the greatest to play the game. That's that's my point, right? Like, there's some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time have never won a Super Bowl or have only won one. And some of the guys that are not necessarily considered the greatest, right? You got like Dan and John and Joe, Tom, but then you got other guys like our guy, Troy, who obviously is a hall of fame quarterback, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't say he's those guys, but guess what? He got three rings. Why? Because you have a championship organization and the Cowboys were that in the nineties. Um, and you got other guys, the, the, the Bradshaws were going way back, right? Um, and then just the organizations that were consistently perennial championship AFC, NFC championship teams or in the in the Super Bowl, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 2000s and 10s or whatever. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, um, you know, the great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the helm. But the reason why they were consistently perennial championship caliber teams is because they put championship caliber teams around them. 
So uh, that's how I feel about it, brother. It, it takes a team. That's right, T-Mac. takes a team. Uh, y'all in here, y'all in here fussing amongst each other, I see. Uh, Moose Forearms, or Four Room Mars says, Tampa secondary was getting cooked all year until the whole defense started playing well all of a sudden. They got hot at the right time. They did get hot at, towards the end of the year, and that is the, that is the, and when you get it blocked up, that's where the Cowboys have the advantage. That's where they have the advantage, and that's what we'll talk about tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. That's right. We are daily. All right? We're daily, unless it's a holiday like yesterday. But we're daily, and um, tomorrow, 8 a.m., we'll talk about the Cowboys' weapons against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' secondary. Uh, and we'll talk about Tampa's weapons against the Cowboys' secondary. And we'll discuss all that and have some fun with it. We'll open the lines up. Get your guys' take because just as much as y'all, you know, I don't want to, I don't even want to hear me talk for an hour, 45 minutes. I don't know how y'all do it. I appreciate y'all. I love it. But I want to hear your takes as well um, because sometimes you have some good ones. D Shift made some good points earlier. Some people thought we were, you know, I was fussing at D. It's not that. Y'all just know me. Um, if I see something, we, let me, let me, let me figure out exactly what you're talking about. And, and, and be like, okay, all right, I see what you're saying here, but this is my opinion on the type of thing. So, um, I appreciate all the banter. I appreciate all the discussion. Uh, make sure you guys check out a to z sports.com slash Dallas. I think I'm going to have an article up today or tomorrow. My inside the number series, which I'll be doing every week. We'll be doing the inside the number series and it'll be focusing on um, today's episode, which is the Cowboys are more the trenches, specifically how the defensive line in Tampa will match up against our uh, offensive line and all the numbers around it that we talked about today. So look out for that and look out for all of our great writers on a to z sports, Dallas.com um, or a to z sports.com slash Dallas. Now I have to get used to that. And uh, yeah, and make sure you check out our, our sponsors over there. Texas family fitness. If you're in the DFW area. All right, guys, I think that will do it, but it will only do it. If I press this button, y'all know that's how we do make sure you follow me on Twitter. If you can, that's right, Skywalker still on Twitter. My takes on there are more boom, 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 boom. I just fire them off. That's cool. They're still good takes at the end of the day. At the end of the day. How you doing, Miss Jackie? Sheila in the building. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Later tonight, Mauricio Rodriguez, a.k.a. Moro, will be on 8 p.m. Central for A to Z Prime Time. Have a good day. See you tomorrow. Peace. I want me some glory hope.